Hi, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today we're moving on further into 1 Thessalonians 2, looking at verses 17 through 20. But, brothers, when we were torn away from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan stopped us. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Satan, his purpose-driven life. What could account for Paul's absence from the Thessalonians? Clearly, he felt he must give the Thessalonians an explanation, though brief. He said, Satan stopped us from getting back to you. Satan? Really? Oh, come on, Christine, it's 2009. Do you mean to tell me you really believe in Satan? That there is such a being? Yes, I do, and I would not have you to be ignorant, my dear friends, of his ways. But first, pray with me. Dear Father, please give me your wisdom to impart just what you would have me to say about the hater of our souls, just enough to inform and be beneficial. Protect me and mine as I write and distribute this, because I know that evil will try to rear its ugly head. To God be the glory. Amen. Five and a half years ago, one of my women of passion was being assailed by evil. There was no doubt about it, and I knew I had to formulate a biblical stance on the subject and be able to teach it as well. Besides scripture, Warren Wiersbe's book called The Strategy of Satan was hugely beneficial. Where did the devil come from? He was a created being, the most powerful angel in God's original creation, named Lucifer. You can read about it in Isaiah 14. It was his pride and warped desire to take God's place that introduced sin into the universe. He led a rebellion in heaven that caused his expulsion, as well as a host of other angels. The name Satan in Greek and Hebrew means the same thing. Adversary. Telling, isn't it? Devil is often used in the New Testament and comes from the word diabolos, which means one who slanders or accuses. Also very descriptive. One day, Satan will be bound and cast in the pit of hell forever. Revelation 20. But until Christ comes again, he has power as what the Bible calls the prince of this world. We can witness God's power over him in the life of Jesus, though. Every confrontation he had with Jesus led to his defeat. There was the time in the wilderness, Matthew 4, Jesus' 40 days of fasting in the desert before he began his public ministry. Luke 11 records a scene where Jesus was driving out demons. Perhaps the best way Satan can be identified is through his tactics. Satan is a liar, and he targets the mind. The first mention of Satan in the Bible comes early, in Genesis chapter 3, where he comes as a talking serpent to Eve. Eve's fateful decision to listen to him ushered sin into the human race. Satan targets the mind because your thinking affects everything about how you live life, your feeling, and your will. Satan destroys right thinking through lies. Compare and contrast these two. God accomplishes his will on earth through truth. John 16 verse 13 says the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Whereas Satan accomplishes his purposes through lies. Jesus himself said in John 8 verse 44, 
There is no truth in him, for he is a liar and the father of lies. These are powerful words of Jesus describing the devil. In Revelation 12, verse 9, it says, The serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. So, besides being a liar, Satan is also a destroyer. If Satan cannot defeat you by deceiving your mind, he will then try to destroy your body. Remember Job? He lost everything, his children, his flocks and crops, and then finally his body was racked with disease. While nothing touches the life of the believer unless God allows it, he is not the cause of illness or suffering. The devil will also try to interfere with the work of the Holy Spirit and also destroy that which is done in Jesus' name, such as stopping Paul from coming to be with the Thessalonians, though he doesn't say exactly what stopped him from coming. There have been times I know God has answered my prayer, but then the evil one come along, comes along and makes me question, was that really God or was it a coincidence? As someone said, don't question in the dark the things you knew to be true in the light. Yeah, he specializes in working over tired minds, making people feel beaten down and alone, especially at night and when they're tired. Third, he is an accuser. So besides being a liar and a destroyer, he is an accuser. He will keep you feeling guilty about your sin, defeated, worthless. Interestingly enough, while this may appear to issue from extreme remorse, staying focused on your guilt keeps your eyes focused on what? On the sin. While Satan wants you to live under a cloud of guilt, your Heavenly Father wants you to know that you are forgiven. The voices of, you'll never measure up, or you can never change, you'll never get it right, you're such a loser, those are the thoughts of, your, those are the thoughts of Satan toward you. But the thoughts of your Savior toward you are just the opposite. He does not put such ideas in your head. Those kinds of thoughts are from the accuser, the devil. These are the three common ways our adversary attempts to steal from us. What can we do to stand up against the liar, the destroyer, and accuser? First, know who you are and whose you are. Second, learn God's word and use it. When Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness, each time he came back at him with scripture, so too ought you and me. Tomorrow, I will give you some life-sustaining, overcoming verses. Third, talk to your father and learn to recognize his voice as well. Listen for his leading. There is no need for fear, my friends, but awareness is vital. Just know your opponent and what it takes to put him in his place, and then do it. If you have a chance, go to YouTube, type in The Voice of Truth by Casting Crowns and listen to that song. It is the words of Jesus that you'll hear. And it is the words of Jesus that we should heed, not those of the evil one. Until the, tomorrow then. Bye-bye. If you'd like to see this entire its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com.